And welcome to another edition of KFPL Weekly. Um, this is Jupiter from Malleus, New York, and I have with me my sidekick, Drascor. Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. So we're back. Um, sorry about the Brobnar issue. Like, I don't know what the hell was going on with that thing. I kept trying to download it, and it kept putting Sanctum attached to it for a bit for some reason. And, like, I wasn't even aware because, like, I don't really overcheck it. But for now on, I promise you to do better. Um, I think I mislabeled the episode. <laughs> so I think that's why you kept Something. getting Sanctum. Yeah, I was like, it's Something. Yeah, I downloaded it. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> These are not Brobnar cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is current if you missed it. If you went and looked at it and you heard Sanctum, now it is actually Brobnar. Um, the word yep. drummer I- I- issue is up uh, where we are beating the proper drums in that episode. And uh, go figure out where uh, Champions Challenge ended up on our top 10. Uh, since Ooh. Jay Philippeg has been uh, putting it out that it better be on our top 10. Maybe it is, he maybe did. it's not. He threw that in the chat at us. So uh, <laughs> when he was like, what's up with these Sanctum cards again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, Sanctum was fun, uh, or, or Brabner was fun. But um, like uh, this week, it, we're finishing up the series now with uh, the Saurian Republic. Mm-hmm. And um, it was hard. Like, Saurian was hard. But you know what's going to be even harder? Next week Tell when me. we do our top 10 perspectives on the new Dark Tiding cards that have been spoiled. Uh-huh. So we're and gonna... there's been a ton of spoilers out just over the last couple days. Like, it's like drinking from the fire hose. Yeah, so, like, if you look at it, right, like, the youngest bear, which is the last card in the set, I believe, because it's alphabetically, like, Y, so, like, there's really not much left, is, like, 328 cards is what I'm looking at for the whole set. And I think, like, 312 of them have been released, so... We got 428. Oh, 428. Yeah. Yep. So, yep, yep, um, yep. so like I think 311 or whatever I think is the number that's been released, but it's like a good amount of it, like 80. percent So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. enough that we should we should be able to look through and uh, make some calls on what the top 10 like most anticipated cards for us are in Dark Tidings. I have a feeling yeah. that Logos is going to have a lot of that, but <laughs> it it seems that way. There's a lot a lot of bonker stuff in Logos from just from what I've seen. You know, I was uh, I was in the the sanctimonious thread at some point while people were just posting stuff and people were going nuts and, and we'll see, uh, commenting. Though, right? like, like, yeah. I, I, I've told the people on our team, like I, I've had this talk with a couple of people, but like, and I'll, I'll say this to you guys that are actually listening to us and stuff like that was like, don't buy the early hype. It happens every set. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that certain cards are going to be just amazing and stuff. And now, granted, I'm not saying that the logos isn't bonkers because it's bonkers, but we don't know how those cards are going to be distributed. We don't know how many of what cards are going to be put in sets. Like maybe that some of these are limited to one per deck. You know, like maybe Possible. like even though they're commons, like that that could happen, right? Bait and switch was like that, and it was a mm-hmm. it was a auto encoder, yep, common. So, um, so we don't know, and I don't like I can't imagine that they would ruin the game to the point where like they basically make these turbo like logos decks that are going to just like totally warp the meta but um well i guess we'll see we're gonna see what the playtesting is like because i've heard the playtesting is pretty loose and is mostly about like did you have fun playing it and that, that, that's like what playtesting is about for them but uh <laughs> let's hope that yeah. there's like some rhyme and reason to the idea of how these cards are being played and how they're going against things but right that- right and if you if you weren't on all the discords and whatnot uh you know that some folks were saying that that uh, logos and some other stuff just looked too busted, and it's going to be so much more powerful than everything else. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, you know, I remember so when the chatter around uh, mass mutation, and like I remember people being kind of down on it, like, "Oh, it doesn't look that great. Enhancements aren't going to be that good." And like, 
And there's I been, don't know. There's Mathematician been, was awesome. There's been wrong <laughs> info about everything. Even like Worlds yeah. Collide. Worlds Collide was like, oh, I have four Captura. I'm going to warp the game. It's so badass. It's going to just be the best. And it's good. But it's not as good as people made it sound it was going to be, right? Like, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, it's good. But like... We'll see where it is on our lists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying it's, it, it didn't break the meta. Like, there's no, no, there's nothing, there's nothing in Mass Mutations or Worlds Collide or anything else that's been really warped. Coda was the only really warped, like, very unfair set that ever came out. Like, and that's because it was the first set, so they had to gauge where things are at. And I think everything has sure. been, been adjusted really well. And I give them credit for the way the game is developed. I think um, that. This will be no different with Dark Tiding. I think that Unfathomable will be a bit overpowered because that's just ha- what happens when a house debuts because they have to figure out the identity. Yeah, you have to figure out the identity. That's why Worlds Collide is so good is because you had Saurian and Star Alliance, and they're they're really good um, in Worlds Collide, right? And then in Mass Mutations, they kind of toned them down to where they should be. And, like, you know, Mass Mutations just was, like, now working with this PIP idea, and so, like, et cetera, et cetera. But, like... Um, I still think that Worlds Collide is, is the best set, like, overall, like, uh, the one I like the mm. most. Um, and Mass Mutations is very close to with Coda, like, they're in the, in the thing, and then AOA is, like, the most fun set for me, but it's, like, definitely, I wouldn't put it as the most powerful set, right? Like, I think that it has some great power, but, like, it's still the worst of the four sets, easily, um, when you look at, like, the scope of it, like, the full scope of it, in my opinion. But how do you feel about that? Like, where do you, how do you rank them? Well, so I, I would put, so just in terms of fun to play, I would put Mass Mutation at number one I, I think so you know i also as someone who you know i'm regularly spending you know 30 or less dollars on a deck I, I feel like i can get some some really good decks at that price like there's a lot flying around you look at stuff carefully you can get a lot more easily than with some of the earlier sets so yeah. i i know i my probably store, i know my store yeah. is loaded with 30 dollars or less decks <laughs> yeah and then, then there's some good stuff which mm-hmm. uh which uh, which i grabbed uh, a couple things <laughs> I gave you and a good uh um yeah yes yes and uh so so i would put for me mass mutations number one then i would put i guess so i don't know is it mass mutation or is it coda i I, i'm gonna i say it's it's i'm gonna say it's mass mutation hold on we just said mass mutation worlds collide what am i saying i'm gonna say it's worlds collide though i don't know i'm wondering if that's biased a little bit because my probably my best deck is worlds collide there's a Mm -hmm. ton of great stuff in coda so then then maybe coda did and I then you? I think AOA brings up the rear. Did I tell you that uh, I'm adding to our my bank of cards? Like, I got 20 boxes of World's Clyde coming. Oh, did you get some of the French ones or whatever? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I, bought 20, I bought 20 boxes. You bought 20. I bought one. So that, <laughs> that, 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 like, shows the, that shows how much we spend, though. That's, like, that's, uh-huh. that's, about, the, <laughs> that's about the balance there. I... Uh, uh, you know, I was I was toying around with maybe getting a second, but I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I don't want to go too crazy. Don't want to go too I crazy. Feel, I'm about I, to hit I just 300 like, cards in my collection. I, so. I, yeah, I just I just feel like it's going to be real easy to make like you know some of it back like quickly because at 25 dollars a box, you really only had to hit like one deck a box, right? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. and then like hopefully the goal is that I open something really good for myself, and then like most right. likely. You know, like there's a good chance I, I don't open anything that is better than what I have. So like that that would be mm-hmm. sad. But hopefully I get some stuff that's at least in the picture, right? Like I want it to be yeah. down near like the Medusa level. Like that's where, like it, it, like I, I feel it's tournament good, but I don't know if it's great. And uh, like, but like I have fun playing those decks, and like I really right. like Worlds Collide. So I did sell my my Boon deck with uh, four Edai. 
That's how Ooh. I that's how I funded some of my <laughs> my purchase because uh, gotcha. I got two fifty for it. So like I used all that to Ooh, go towards, nice. towards these boxes. Nice. Now but, now so tell me like what is going to be your opening strategy? Are you just going to like tear into all twenty at once? Or are you going to like I'm a streamer, do dude. a deck a day? I'm like, a streamer, what are you going to do? Dude. Probably a okay. box box per stream. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. And okay. Uh, it'll be a little bit slower than normal. Like I usually, I got like a box opening down to like a science to where I can get it done in like about about an hour, right? And I, I keep okay. it moving. But with it being French, I think there might be a bit of a stall on it. So we'll see oh, how Oh yeah, goes. yeah, it is tricky. Um, like I'm gonna because I, I I'll recognize most of the cards and uh you know but like there, I'm sure I'm gonna brain fart on some of them right but sure. uh, but we'll see but uh, yeah i plan on opening like i don't know if i'm gonna open them all or not actually because i don't really want to keep wasting my burger token boxes and like uh <laughs> it's like yeah. really it's really i don't know maybe i i don't know maybe i don't know maybe i just open them all put them in my store and let them be like i don't even do a stream I, maybe i just like uh on my streams i play like my best decks that i opened i'll do that maybe that way i don't have to bust them out of plastic because that's yeah I don't know. Like I, I haven't decided. There's a lot of boxes, so I got a yeah. lot of time. There's a lot. You could do different things with different boxes. This is an option. This is. I, an I, option. I mean, technically, I could use them for like a KFPL tournament for a monthly tournament, right? Oh, just like open them and say that, uh, hey, yeah, you have know, a sealed everybody's deck getting random real, decks out of here. Yeah, I have a sealed deck with real sealed decks. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, and then you can, uh, you know, buy your deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you like it. Yeah. It's like it's like. Ten dollar entry fee, like normal, and then like if you like your deck, you can send an extra like ten bucks, and we'll ship it to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> something, yeah, yeah. something so, like that. There's there's all sorts of fun stuff you could do. We'll figure it out, but um, I don't cool, know. Cool. I don't know if we'll, I, I'll do that. That seems like a ton of work, but yeah, uh, I don't need more work. Sometimes sometimes good ideas turn out to a lot of work, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, we've been going for our normal ten minute intro banter. Um, so let's get to the Syrian Republic thing. Um, how did you how, how did you feel about it? Like, how easy was the Syrian Republic? <sighs> I felt like this was harder, like there yeah. than than the last couple, right? Like, well, um, I think this is the hardest one for me, honestly. It was like, hard. There's like a lot of cards that I was like, wait, I can't put that on. Like, come on. <laughs> there, there's there's like maybe like two Saurian cards that suck. Is that right? Suck. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not a lot. Yeah. So it's like, uh, and it's like, I say that very loosely because I don't know what those cards are. Honestly, I'm sure it's like Saurian egg is like not great, but like still can find value, but, like, I don't know, like, what those cards are for Sorian that I, I think are, are junk, but uh, I know there's a couple out there that I'm probably, like, not that great, right? But, like, uh, they, they don't come to mind not easily. Not too many. They don't come to not mind easily. Not too many. But when I go, what cards are good in Sorian? Uh, I get pretty busy thinking. Like I can hit ten, yeah. like like not even trying. So Easy. it's like uh, yeah. So it was difficult. And then like I basically just wrote a list of every card. I, I like I scroll through and I just write the list. And this list mm -hmm. was longer than any other list I've made. So like uh, because you know me is like I kind of I section everything into like well that's similar sure. similar to that. So I, I I won't do that. I'll cross this off and add that kind of thing. But this has just so many different things that do so many different things that like it was just like wow I don't know. And then like what's the real power like where does the power really lie in this set like in these cards yeah. and stuff and uh again like we're playing in a vacuum so that, that adds a little bit more spice to it and stuff but there's just so many damn good cards it's like ridiculous but um, it really is it really is but with that said um let's get... i predict i have a prediction mm -hmm. that there's a card that i i didn't put on my list that i think is quite high on your list i'm gonna say because you've mentioned this card before. I'm going to say it's at least your top five, if not top three. We'll see. We'll see. My top three should be pretty, like, pretty, like, 
obvious for people. Pretty obvious. Me. Yeah, I think we'll so. We'll see. And, and, none of, and it's no creatures in the top three. Interesting. So, Interesting. so, so that might throw your, your analysis off right away. But. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, four Let's is the see. highest. The forest is, is the highest. And uh, honestly, I only have four creatures on my list. Um, Let's see. I've got one, two, three, four. Four, five. I, I could, five. I could easily made a list of ten creatures. I'm gonna tell you that. You could, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> when definitely. I was doing it, when I was doing it, I basically made a list of ten creatures and a list of ten spells. I put them in the order I thought they were powerful. Then I kind of just wove it together, going, "Where would this really fall if I, I crushed it together?" And it was hard. Like this was really hard. So I'm by no means am, am staple. I'm staple in my top four, like for sure. No, top okay. five. My top five, I would say, are super staple. And then okay. under that, like. I'm I'm thinking I could go a lot of different ways depending on how I wanted to go, but um, okay. we'll, we'll see where we're at. But number ten is to you, my friend. It is your turn. Okay. And and we should just remind everyone, all right, that the the technique we used here is we say, hey, these are the top ten cards, sort of in a vacuum, right? If you're getting a sealed deck or something, almost regardless of what else is in the deck, this card makes the deck better. Right, you're not playing just for that one combo. It's this card in itself is is makes it happen. Oh, so uh, 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 before we get going though, so the worst card in Sorian, I just I just had a eureka moment was so salt. Like I hate that yeah. card. Card is useless. I agree. <laughs> but uh, I agree. but uh, I, though, I, though I do have one deck that has uh, a yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, like, <laughs> like there, there's a place for everything. Form of Giants is pretty bad too, but it's at least useful. Oh yeah. But uh, like th- those are the two I think. Yeah, I, w- I would put uh, I would put Soul Salt uh, uh, as the worst. But if you have like a Memolith deck, or y- you know, you could put it under there, yeah. and you can just keep using it, and it avoids the Alpha, and you can use it at the end of your turn. Mm. I have a deck that does that. It's kind of fun. Mm. Anywho, yeah. but that's like you're not going to get that, right? Right. <laughs> Actually, right. Those like, are two rares. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're and they're rare, so that means they don't even show up that much. The other like crappy card is like Crystal Surge. I guess it's not that great for Sorian. Yeah. But like, yeah. Uh, but like, because uh, it's like a mutant card, and they don't have a lot of mutants, so like, it's like uh, I was like, why? And uh, that's a rare too. So it's not like their crap cards are not seen very often. That's why right. it feels so good because it's like, yep. wow, you're and everything else is pretty above average. Like. <laughs> I don't know. Totally. But I, totally. Think, I think those are the three worst cards, I think, in the set. Like, I just r- cruised through to take a quick gander, and I was like, yep, that card sucks, that card sucks, that card sucks. So there's three that I was like, I, I definitely wouldn't put on my list. So I did the last part that we usually do first, but now we'll get going into the real deals. All right. So let's right. do it. So my number 10. Uh, unleash your Godzilla. Is <laughs> Perfectus Ludo. A five power, each other friendly creature gains destroyed, move each ember from this creature to the common supply. And so I had to put this guy on my list, even if I had to put him over 10, because it's the linchpin. When you get this, it can really be the linchpin of your deck, right? It turns your uh, ember, your exalted ember, from being, hey, your opponent's going to get this eventually, to, hey, I can stack things up and quickly kill this guy, and you don't get any benefit out of it. So this just makes all your other exalt and capture stuff better. It's it's really good in Worlds Collide. It's really good in Mass Mutation. Perfectus Ludo, my number 10. He's a, he's a definitely like a coin flip from one of my two favorite creatures in Sorian as far as Ooh. like essential. Mm-hmm. So he, I have him like way up on the list compared to you. Um, okay. So gotcha. like, uh, gotcha. he's sitting at number five for me. I'll put it out. Um, wow. So like um, spoilers he, in, and the reason why is because he is the thing that enables Sorian to be great. 
Like, yes. like the Saurian is always good, but like he makes it great because now you're not getting penalized for the exalt mechanic that basically balances Saurian. Um, and so like uh, all that advantage that you're creating, if you put a Ludo on the board and you can protect that Ludo, like Saurian is just that much better. And um, so therefore I think he's an essential, like in, in, in almost any like super duper um, Saurian suite. And um, I like to see two, two of them, like two plus of them, like two or three of them is great for me. Like anytime, like, um, and so three feels like a lot, but I but I, I'm just know, saying like two I, I could definitely get behind. Yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't make me sad. So he's my number five, but he is absolutely fantastic. I agree with you. So at number ten, what I have is I have a different creature. Um, I have okay. a creature that everybody likes to see. He seems to be great value every time he shows up, and uh, I think you can get behind him pretty well. And that is Redder Gallum. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, he is basically a little dude, a, a little three power dinosaur. He comes into play and gives you your first tax for free. And then uh, moves on, like, in the turns. And if you don't get rid of him, he just continues to keep coming at you with that three power play or play effect that gives you the plus three. And then you have a reap effect that gives you the plus three if you exalt him. So, um, and, that, and that's a may ability. So you don't have to start putting amber on him until you need to put amber on him. So that funky little chicken dinosaur is uh, my number 10. He's very good. He's very good. It didn't quite make my list. He was definitely on my short list. You know, mm-hmm. just oh my gosh, like how do I figure out how to put all these guys in here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I could have easily, easily made my list. Um, you know, I, one thing that's weird, like the artwork has always looked so weird to me. Like the first time I saw this card, I was like, does that dude have two heads? Yeah, it's right, just, like it's just the way that the uh, the floats and stuff. He's like Marty Gras yeah. or something. I don't know. He's doing like a tail whip to some other guy, but it almost looks like he's got like a head on its tail. I don't think and he's. Then, like, I, don't, I don't think he's tail whipping anybody. I think it's like. Uh, it, what's? I guess it might be. What's that starburst that it looks like a? Kerpow. Yeah, he's, he's hitting stuff with it, but like I, yeah. they, they look like float heads, like in a city. But then again, the face on the dragon thing looks like it's actually getting hit. So maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's really, really it's strange weird. looking. It's just a weird, crazy piece of art. Yeah, like, and then uh, he's got like a spray bottle in his other hand, right? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Like he's a gold a handle, he's, he's like a, a blue nozzle. Well, you know, he's, teal. You know, he's, it's a tome, and he has a tome. Is it a tome? Yeah, it's. A I tome. think it's a spray bottle. Okay, it could be a lighter. <laughs> it could be a Zippo, a fancy Zippo. I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but uh, it's just a strange, strange picture. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a weirdo, but um, he's definitely living the Mardi Gras life. So um. With that said, um, my number nine card is a uh, location, um, and that mm. location is where all good students should go, and that is the library of Polyosaurus. Um, this deck, this card is uh, just an enabling kind of card for the dinos, since they're always exalting. You're able to take that exalt and turn it into amber push for you. Um, it's an artifact, so it's hard to get rid of. Um, and if you have two of them, it becomes really gross. Like I really like having two of these in a deck with the uh, Saurians. So that that's my yeah. defense for that. It's another one I could have put on my list for sure. Uh, you know, the uh, just again, another way to utilize the the ember that's exalted on your dudes or captured on your dudes and, and get advantage for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh it's 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 very good. It's and, very good. And this library has no book that is less than ten thousand years old, so that's a pretty pretty dank it's library. Pretty old. Pretty, pretty old, pretty pretty wise library there. So. Yeah, yeah. So Even on. though the 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 books have like holograms coming out of them or something, I don't know. That's Ember, man. These guys are Ember based. 
all about ember magic like they have all that embedded we've already talked about this i like it yeah i like it yeah okay anyhow so what was your number nine so my number nine perhaps uh following the 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 theme with ludo was the scutum um so the imperial scutum gives you an ember and it is an upgrade. This creature gets plus two armor and gains destroyed. Each, uh, move each ember on this creature to the common supply. So you know if your dinos weren't already beefy enough or bigger and big enough, you can you can give him an extra two ember or extra two armor. And then when he dies, just move move all that ember off the board. So similar to Ludo, but uh, given the extra toughness on that key guy. Um, removes the ability for your opponent to just kill Ludo and then kill your other guys. Um, it, you know, really at this point, the only thing they can do is maybe bounce or purge or something. So it's real hard for your opponent to to get rid of what you got going on in this guy. You can fight a lot more. There's you know good fight effects on a bunch of the uh, Saurian creatures. So I like it a lot. Imperial Scutum. Yeah. Ever since this thing has been mispronounced so many times with the scrotum thing and like uh and like uh like looking at the picture it's definitely just a huge cod piece i can't never unpicture that uh it was like one of the (laughs) earliest things i said but like uh if you don't know what a cod piece is go look it up Uh, kids but uh anyway so like (laughs) that said like uh children just search cod piece i don't know (laughs) it's a it's a cup it's a cup this is their athletic wear but uh but it's the thing that's weird the thing that's weird is that like it looks like it's in a human museum and like, they're just like, Oh, look at this awesome piece of artwork. And the dinos are like, they got a piece of, they got our cup. <laughs> like, they got one yeah. of our cups. <laughs> like, that's great. Like, so yeah. anyway, yeah. but yeah, the only thing I have about it is that I can't not help, but be perverted when I look at it because I'm just like, this is so bad. And it had to well, be it's intentional. Good. It's good to know that uh, we all now know which card gives you those weird thoughts when you look at it. Now this we know. Is, this is the weirdest, one of the weirdest ones. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> with that said uh what was your number eight <laughs> so my number eight and i went back and forth uh took this one off to put other ones on um but uh i decided to um go with this one it is the golden spiral it is an artifact it's also a location action exalt a friendly creature ready and use that creature so basically it says just use your uh best creature again this turn Mm -hmm. maybe that guy's a saurian maybe he's something else so it's a real great enabler Mm -hmm. of combos right where hey you got something in another house you wish you could use the same time you could use your saurian dudes now you can so but we uh, all we all know that it's really there for cincinnatus rex like, it is. This is true. It's, it's that there. is where it's best. But uh, again, I don't get to build the combo here with this no, list. So no, it had no. to be good without it, that. And I think it is. I it think is. it's good without Cincinnatus Rex. And uh, I I would take uh, take one of these anytime. Yeah, and I think uh, it was definitely in consideration for me. But both Scudum and Spiral didn't make my list um, because Sorian is too good, and there's other things I like. And so but, many cards. So my number eight is a pet project for me. This is like one that like I couldn't leave off my list, and it's just mm. like my favorite like thing about Sorian right now. So like it, uh-huh. pro- probably ever, and that is the Wonder Twins. I call them um, in Sheravis and Cilia. Ah, um, uh, yes. So, yeah, so the, they're the Wonder Twins because they always come together, right? And, like, you're thinking, well, you know, how good can, like, 
this be, right? Well, let me explain to you how good it is. First of all, <laughs> Ch- Cherbidus, Cherbidus looks like Godzilla, right? He's coming out of the water. You've got the big, like, Ducillus looking, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat you thing going on. He's you seven, and your boat. He's, <laughs> he's seven power. Uh-huh. Seven power. And then he has an ability that is usually saved for creatures three and under. Like, three and under is kind of like the threshold for, like, good abilities but his is enemy creatures basically before they 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 fight they lose an ember so like all anytime that your opponent's gonna attack you now they lose ember like that's ridiculous mm-hmm. on a seven power creature but wait there's more mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell me so 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 it wasn't bad enough to have godzilla but they had to basically go and find like his brother like uh this big like I want to say it, it's a it's a trihorn, but it's not because he's got like a billion horns. But like the stuff the, called Skillia, right? Triceratops. Yeah, like a, tri, a, a, th- a three horn. Yeah, like and so like wow. uh, he turns around the, a Triceratops, yes, but three horn. If you watch any kids' movies, that's what they're called. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, the time is that what they call? Yeah, them? yeah, three horn. Trihorn, sharp yeah. tooth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So right, so right. we had a sharp tooth. <laughs> we had the sharp tooth and Cherubis, and then mm-hmm. we have Cilia now, his his wonder twin, and. Um, and again, seven power, pretty dang good for a, for a creature. But you're going to put on a ridiculous ability of each end time an enemy reaps, they deal four to themselves. Mm-hmm. Only for enemies, too. Like, it's not, yep. like, like yep. th- that's bonkers. Like, these cards are so good, it's ridiculous, folks. Like, um, easily the best creature like in my opinion in the saurian brotherhood even though they're not um but like uh obviously i have ludo <laughs> higher and there's one at four right like everybody should know what mm-hmm. the other one would be but like uh charbis and cilia like i just like the more i play them and the, the more i see them in decks the more i'm in love because the, the the cards are both just fantastically big pains in the butt to deal with and uh i did play daniela this week in avr against a Martian, or I'll call it a Gankaka deck that had Binite Rupture oh. and Double Tesmal, and oh, wow. Daniela beat it like in game one, and I was able to win game two with his deck, with his combo deck, because it plays a lot like Ice Strife. I have the same deck with minus one Ka, so like it's like so it was <laughs> it, it wasn't that foreign to me to play. So like I, I was able to sequence it and get what I needed to get. But like that's um, key abduction, folks, for for yeah, those yeah, who yeah, are wondering. Yeah. Yeah, getting caca. You know what caca means in Portuguese and in some other languages? Poop. Poop. Yeah. So it's it's proper. <laughs> it's probably proper for anything that's a gang caca. So uh, mm-hmm. I have one gang caca deck, and I feel bad anytime I play it because it's just mm-hmm. it doesn't seem fair. Um, but who plays fair, Keyforge? Uh, so, like... Not when you play these guys because uh, <laughs> they are not fair. They're passive effects. I mean, like like Neotaurus is pretty good. Right, yeah. and and that's not a passive effect. He has to reap or fight in order to prevent your opponent from reaping or fighting. Yeah, and uh, he's real good. Yeah, well, these guys, you like, you don't have to do anything. You just <laughs> sit them on the board, and and they're hard it. to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's like, it's like waste your board wipe. Like you have to, right? Like if, if, yeah. If you, if you drop yeah. both of them at the same time, but then like you have decks like my Daniela, or who, who, who are like, cool, we're gonna grim remind them. Put them back into the archive, then pull them to our hand and amberlude them back into play. Like, yeah, let's do this. Like, I love them. I got a deck that's got uh, doubles of these, so that's yeah. it's fun. I fun I, I, sure. I I I'm hoping in my like massive amount of worlds cloud I open that I get a double because you know I want a double. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like one of my like I I'm like I'm praying and I'm hoping that I get like 
a double Cilia, double Chartivist deck. I know that the odds are still very stacked against that, but that's one of those dreams I hope I open in Worlds Collide. There's a lot of other cards I want to see too, but like that is like the top, top thing. And if they have a three... In like, Mass wait, they're not in Worlds Collide though. Oh no, they're Mass Mutation, right? Yeah, they're just Mass Mutation. Darn yeah. it. I got the wrong set then, I'm thinking. Of. Well, you're going to be praying real hard to, yeah. to get these guys. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get like a uh, anomaly, right? Like a, a <laughs> there you go, a reverse anomaly. A reverse. Anomaly. You know, actually, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, if they ever wanted to, like, you know, let's just say I don't know, in the distant future, Coda is out of print, and now it's actually hard to find boxes again. Mm -hmm. Like, what if they re-released it, but with like reverse anomalies? <laughs> That'd be weird. That would be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. That was just a hallucination I had. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, oh, before we move off these guys, I should say they are on my list at a higher spot. Awesome. So we'll find out where. That's good. We'll find out where. I don't mind that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I put them mm -hmm. at eight because I know that I have a very big bias towards them. So I basically said, well, these other seven cards above them are super staple Saurian cards. So like I didn't want mm -hmm. to uh, put them above a real hardcore staple card. So I didn't. But anyhow, so moving on, um, let's see. That was Golden Spider under my chair, but so it's my seven. Uh, at seven for me, I have a, like, like I said, a very staple. I think from here out, I'm pretty staple card uh, Saurian um, as far as, like, things you want to see in their decks. And for this one, it's Imperium. Um, Imperium is just, like, the ultimate Saurian enabler. It simply comes in for an Amber Pip. It's an action that gives you a ward for two of your friendly creatures. Um, doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're, like, loading Amber the way that this that this deck does and the way the Creatures, that some of these creatures work with those amber put on them like um this is a really annoying effect and like it could be really good and like it doesn't say you have to word just saurians either you can word other great things as well so um this is a pretty a plus action for the saurians i think it's like always welcome in any deck that you see yeah this is good it's another one this and one other kind of sort of similar card almost made my list they were uh, it's just looking at them saying hey should should these be on there the just sure. warding guys is so strong, but uh, yeah. it's just so hard, so hard. Yeah, I feel like wondering. I feel like in counter suit, this is like a one turn double encounter suit. <laughs> double encounter, yeah. Well, I guess counter suit keeps coming back. Yeah, uh, I, know. So, I know. I'm just messing. But uh, but this but, is, but this has the value because of the exalt, right? Like even mm -hmm. without the exalts, like if they weren't exalt heavy, like just being able to work two creatures is like really nice. So yeah, I mean, more, you more and you something amber. else, right? You, and you get Amber. So yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, it is good. Right. Even, even the, in, you know, now in mass mutation, they, they took this away. Right. But you get the, uh, um, I'm not looking at the card right now, but what, what is initiative? it? It's, yeah, there you go. Which yeah. isn't quite as good, but it's, it's better than I thought. I was like, oh, you don't get the ember, and you have to exalt your guy. But but warding three, they have to be next to each other. So much value in warding. Hmm. So much value in warding. So double punctuated equilibrium. That's what I want out of my boxes. That's a that, fair, okay. That's yeah, a fair, that's a fair call. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so like I said, and the other thing that makes this really good too is the last thing I'm going to say about it other than the Amber Pip and the wording, is that it does state that it's friendly creatures. So, like, if you don't have a board state, you can still play it for an Amber Pip and not have to worry about putting a word on your opponent's creatures. Seems a little, yeah. but that's a big detail. It is. It is. There, there's definitely... It means it's always a card you're playing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, as opposed to having to discard it sometimes. Yeah. So. yeah. so what was your number seven? So my number seven, mm -hmm. uh, though it is a combo with the last card that I that I put on my list, uh, um, it... it 
it can stand on its own. It can stand on its own. And that is uh, Centaurus Rex, and he is a six power four armor. If there are no enemy creatures, destroy uh, Centaurus Rex. Sure. But he is fight. You may exalt Centaurus Rex. If you do, ready each other friendly card. So uh, even getting to use your other guys a second time, even if you don't have the golden spiral to just keep cycling, keep spinning uh, over and over again, uh, using your, your Saurians twice is, is really good, right? These guys are big. These guys are beefy. Um, it, it gives you a lot of advantage. You can reap. You can fight. You could do both. Uh, I, I really like him. So, Cenotaurus uh, Rex, um, besides the fact he looks awesome standing up on that rock, pointing for his shoulders, he's really useful. So I put him in my number seven slot. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about Rex is if my opponent doesn't have any any creatures, he dies. Um, this is true. So that can be kind of a trap. But other than that, he's pretty amazing. Um, he's a big body, can do a lot of fighting, uh, gets a lots of value. Um, can really stack up to Amber quick with the spiral combo. But that's why you have Ludo, right? Um, and so Ludo, um, Scootum, all yeah. the good stuff. Yeah. So he didn't make my he didn't make my um, my list because of the fact that you need. I think for him to be after like optimal you have to have like a spiral rex combo um, sure so sure. like but, uh i just uh, so he didn't make it like Spart- Spart- decks with him that don't have spiral and I, st- I still like him a lot like him and spartasaurus and 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 the, and the other rex the uh the one that actually gets you uh card leader yeah they're all really good um but um mm-hmm. i don't know like eh. like I, I think that the base creatures are just more important other than like there's one specialty creature that i have on my list that i think is like just too good not to have there so but gotcha we'll get to gotcha. that number six okay. for you is as you know my number my six was, oh you don't know right my number six mm-hmm. is, is a thinker a great thinker in the dinosaur world mm. uh known throughout the land as the philosophosaurus and he is for power is a reap effect you may look at the top three cards of your deck archive one add one to your hand discard one I mean that's really good, yeah. Right. I mean, just Super archiving good. is strong. Moving through your deck is strong. Adding something to your hand that you get to pick from three of is good because you get a much better chance of getting something sorry and that you can use right now. And then ditch the card in the house you you don't want to play yeah. for for a while. It's just it's just all the things you want. Yeah, I'm really hoping I get a deck with like three of those guys in it too, and some Orator uh-huh. Hisaros. Those are but those are both guys mm. that didn't make my list, but uh, definitely have tons of love for them, right? Like, uh, I just think mm-hmm. that I, I just think that the action cards are just a little bit better, and the artifacts are a little bit better than the creature base. So, like, uh, Philosophosaurus was very short list to get on my list, but like, uh, I went with a Redder Gollum because I think he has a better timing impact most of the time. Um, he can. So, he can. Yeah. yeah the so, play effect is, is real good. Yeah, yeah. So with Philosophosaurus, he has to sit on the board for a turn. Um, so anytime you're slowed down like that, it usually doesn't make my top ten. Just because, even though it's a great card, like uh, if you have like like Golden Spiral with it, like pretty good. Um, then you can use it off the bat. Yep. You use him twice. Use him out of the bat. Yeah, he's getting tons of value. So like, uh, I like yeah. him, but yeah, yeah, in the right deck. And for some reason, this is the power they chose not to be Exalt. Yeah. Of all the powers, right. but all the cards, right. Right. <laughs> it's like one of the best. And nope, you don't have to exalt him. Yeah, that is actually horrendous. And again, <laughs> and again, they kind of like I guess because he's a dino, like he got the four power buff, like which is still close to the three, which isn't what I expect for something like this. But like, 
four is actually relevant because it gets you a, a, above a lot of those like pneumonia clouds and things like that. Yeah, punch. So, yeah, yeah, and, and like um, so uh, you know, just a little bit more sticky, and that's what made Sorian really disgusting, as a house goes. But um, all right, so for my number six, and all I know is that I know everything. Yeah, it's the flavor text. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. <laughs> um, and all and Ollie made an alternate art card of this. If you didn't see the butter in the stop stockpiles uh, episode, yeah, no, I'll have to and, check uh, it out. And and we did talk about um, this is a really good example of how they use amber because if you look at all his like little medallions, they are all like ridden in amber. Like uh, they're all mm. they're glowing with amber, and this is how they. You know, they they use amber a lot. Like they use the energy from the amber a lot. So they're very mage, sage like uh, dinosaurs. Like, um, which is really awesome. But uh, with that said, uh, my number six was tribute. Um, so tribute mm-hmm. is another uh, action staple that uh, you know, like you don't leave home without it. Like uh, if you're playing Saurian, um, it is their like big uh, like amber control card um, where you basically pay an amber, you get an amber for playing it and then you get to steal two like you get to not steal it but you get to capture two amber to one of your, your most powerful creature and then you're allowed to exalt that uh, a creature and then you're able to repeat that uh process again so that's a that's like a four amber like you know swing away from your opponent and then you load up that amber and then think with things like six semper and ludo and all these other tricks that you have um it could just be devastating um like as far as like uh tempo swings go and amber like drains so um i think this is the best of their amber removal cards and um it's definitely like you're not sad to see this you expect to see this when you play sorian <laughs> you're always happy yeah the more the better almost right so that was my number six and my number five we already talked about was uh, perfectus ludo i think this is kind of where he goes on my list because i really think he is like the the number one staple creature um that like dinos need like to be great like um, without them they cannot make the crucible great <laughs> yeah yeah you know and, and actually i should i should say one or two things more about tribute actually so one of the things that's great about tribute is it's it, it knocks your opponent down by four mm-hmm. right there's there's not too many single cards out there that that do that without some other uh, thing needing needing to be in effect, right? Like too much to protect. Uh, uh, right. Well, too much to protect. Right. Shatterstorm. It's, it's, it's scaling. Sure. Sure. But again, you, there's all sorts of conditions. <laughs> <laughs> those. Could, I mean, those could do infinite, right? But but um, you know, I was just I was just going off the top your of opponent's head. deck list. <laughs> the, you know, they're they're not going to go. They're not going to jump to to a lot to ten probably if you have TMTP or. Or I think, graft I think, or something. I think I think the, this is considerably worse than those three, especially because the amber is captured instead of like removed or pushed to a pool, right? Like it's a That's lot true. easier to get it back on That's the true. capture. But it's 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 still amazing. Like I'm it's, just I'm yeah, just being dev- I'm just being devil's advocate. I ov- obviously think it's great because it's number six for me. So like, sure, but I was just sure. giving you a hard time because you're like. Oh, not a lot of them take. There's a lot of scaling amber control. <laughs> well, so so yeah, I guess there's there is, but but it grabs a lot, and uh, that's that's you know you don't need a lot in order to take your opponent off check, which I think FRS awesome. principle. <laughs> <laughs> See, I named four. I go right there with it. There's well, there's more even, but I I know I'm just like I wasn't thinking hard. Burn the stockpile. 
<laughs> which is four, which is four conditionally. Yes. Mm. yes. Even Bromner does it. So this is not special. I was wrong. <laughs> card sucks. Don't play it. Get rid of this. Yeah. <laughs> Burn your decks with this card. <laughs> right. Anyhow, so my number five was Perfectus Ludo. So what was your number five? So my number five was Charbidus Skylia. Oh. That was uh, the uh, the combo there. So we've uh, we've talked about those those boys already. They're very very good. Um, now my so my number four, mm. I went with Primus Uingus. Primus Ungus Ungui Unguius. That's funny. Cause, it's funny because it's exactly what I said. <laughs> mm. That is, I think he is the best of all the creatures in Sorian as far He's as very like, good. Uh, his value. Um, so go ahead and like give us the five uh, power, the... one armor. Right, because you you know you have to give your guy the armor, who's really good. Mm -hmm. uh, each friendly creature gets plus two power for each ember on Primus Wingus. Reap, exalt Primus Wingus. So, I mean, he just makes all your guys really, really hard to kill, right? So, uh, he he just makes all your other guys better, right? And, and if you can and, and, and tribute the, onto him, and all the taunting and warding shenanigans that go with Sorian, mm -hmm. is, if you focus them all around him, he just makes yep. all the other people protecting them stronger. So, like, yep. who who is the real Rex of this uh, dinosaur clan? It is Primus Ungus. He is leading from uh, from the from the shadows, like a real leader. <laughs> uh huh. He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. I mean, I mean, look just in that picture. He's got like fifty ember right there. He's probably a million power in this right here, right? So. <laughs> He's a dirty dino. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, I mean, you know, you, you get this guy out, and suddenly your helmsman spears are, you know, fifteen power or something. Yeah. Well, I guess even, but uh, yeah, something high. And uh, that, if you don't have a way to remove it, right, then then you're just you're in big trouble. Big he, trouble. He just feels like the Illuminati of the uh, of the uh, Saurian underworld. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. so good, but anyhow, that that I had I had him there at number four as well. So I guess uh, my number three, my number three was Amphora Captura, um, mm -hmm. and uh, the, now we're getting into the, uh, the the nuts and bolts of what makes Sorian super overpowered. So this is a card that comes into play. It's an artifact, and it gives you six pips, two draw or two um, draw two amber and two damage, and then when you're resolving all, any of these icons, you can choose to make them capture. So yeah. Let's talk about a busted card when it gets supported correctly. Uh, this card is really, really, really good. This is the card that, like, when the set first cracked, was there, like, there everybody was like, oh, you just win if you play this card. And uh, it has a f almost 60% win rate, so there's some truth to it. Um, Pretty it's, high. It's, it's, really, Pretty high. It, it's really just a great artifact. And Sorian didn't need this, but they got it. And uh, <laughs> yay, mass mutations for making something absolutely busted. Um, but yeah, this card is, is absolutely wonderful. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes your other cards better, right? It gives you optionality, yeah. right? And and that is so powerful, right? Hey, those damage pips, do you want to kill a guy or do you want to capture? Right? Do you want to draw or do you want to capture? Do you want to gain ember or do you want to capture? Right? It, just the the fact that it gives you that choice means you can do the best thing at that time, mm -hmm. and uh, you know you already wanted a lot of icons on your dudes in Mass Mutation because it's fun. Yeah. So this just makes the thing that's already fun that much more fun. It makes your deck versatile. Just, it gives you more. Yeah. It gives you more thinking. Yeah. It gives you more like roads that you can like veer down. So people don't totally. like. Some people might not like that, but the better players love it, right? So. That's why it has such a I high. Love it. That's why it has such a high win rate. Yeah, I love it. 
Mm-hmm. It's a freaking. It's higher on my list. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's <laughs> it's it's one of the best cards easily. Mm-hmm. But I don't for think, sure. I don't think you can argue with my top three though. Like they're all amazing. So, but this one is yeah, I'm, really good. I'm, uh, but limited to a certain degree of like how good it impacts the game. But uh, it's it's good enough like that. Obviously, it's number three <laughs> in a very stacked house for me. So, who did you have at number three? For my number three, uh, I had um, you know an interest of a party that lives in a location. <laughs> that's, uh, my, that's my number two. Th- this is really yeah, city state interest. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, actually, I'm just looking at this. Probably should have swapped my two and three. I, I bet you. I bet won't you, go there right now. <laughs> I bet you. I, I, I'm gonna say. I, I, I bet you your number two is my number one. I'm gonna, I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna put money on that. I don't know. No, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So, uh, city-state interest. Play, each friendly creature captures one. So, uh, you know, if you've got a big board, this is amazing. If you've got a small board, it's still pretty good. Uh, spreading out your ember is... Uh, you know, it's really useful because because you capture all into one dude, they can just get it back, maybe, unless mm-hmm. you've got all the sorry and shenanigans, uh, quickly. Now they've got to deal with your whole board in order to uh, get back all their ember. And sure, there's board wipes, and that can work, but maybe they had the board themselves they didn't want to get rid of. So it it it's it makes, just really good. It, it makes all your like weaker creatures or your play effect creatures that like really don't have anything else that they're doing on the board for you into like mm-hmm. bad targets for them to have to hit. So like it's mm-hmm. like a, it it helps sort of protect your better creatures that you want to keep around with the reap effects and stuff because like you could just make them have to go there to get that amber. So um very 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 good card. Um obviously it's my number 2, so I think very highly of it as well. So what was your number 2? So my number 2, which I, I should swap but I'm just going to keep where it is. My number two is tribute. Oh. So uh, I love I love tribute. I actually now I'm reading this. I think city state is better, but I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving it where it is when I when I wrote this. So uh, my number two is tribute. Yeah, I definitely think city state's better, but tribute's still pretty amazing. And like I said, that's a staple card that you want to mm-hmm. see two, like one or two of in every deck that you play. Um, like lots of things that value with it too as well. So. Maybe your number one is not my number one, but I'm curious. What it's is not. your number one? Is it is it time for me to say? Yeah, your turn. I will say. I will say. It is M4 Captura. I do love, love me the M4 Captura. Couldn't leave it off the list. I just love the versatility. And when I was going through, I was like, I just love this card so much. It's got to be my number one. And that's where I put it. Well, I and I can respect it, right? Uh, I I don't mm-hmm. think, like I said, any of these top three I think could be number one. Uh, it really depends mm-hmm. on your playstyle. But my number one and is not on your list at all. And this is, might be the card that you were talking about, but I don't. It know. Might be. Um, but my number one with a bullet is Curiosaurus. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Curiosaurus is just like I. The reason I have it ranked so high is because. It's the beating heart of the Republic. This is the heart of the forest <laughs> of the Saurian Empire. And uh, the reason I say that is because it changes the way you play the game. Um, it changes the way that things work. And I dig it, right? So city-state interest is a great card. But with Curiosaurus, it's even better. Because mm-hmm. now, like, uh, Amber all goes on to their biggest creature and you get all that Amber back. Like, it's almost like a, like a weird... Like, until you really figure out how to play Curiosaurus, like, it's not easy to play like like it 
like your math is going to go like to the to the next level like you're going to need some calculus if you're going to play curiosaurus especially on tco with all the stupid prompts that it causes but uh, mm-hmm. i think this this is one of those cards i, I think it's just going to be easier to do in real life than it is on tco um and uh but i think the power of this card is just absolutely ridiculous in the right decks and um Again, it just changes the whole scope of the deck, and I think that is always to the advantage of the person playing the card, um, because they're the ones that are used to playing. It's like just like Heart of the Forest, just like Quixelstone, just like all those things that just change a deck completely. Like all the SAS rules and all the value of a good deck and stuff can go out the window when you change the way the game is played, and that's why cards like this are super powerful, in my opinion, and I am having it at number one. Yeah, you know, I so actually I... So I, I was pretty sure you had this on the list. This was the one I was thinking about. I, I didn't realize you were going to put it at number one. Mm. Uh, I, I I thought you'd have it in your top five, mm. uh, which I, what uh, I think like, I said early on. Yeah, well, like I said, my top like five, like I could, like honestly, like yeah. my top six, I could, yeah. I could put like any of those as number one, and I'm, I'd be right. very happy with it. But um, yeah, but like. But, Definitely. So it's an interesting card, right? Because because like you can definitely take huge advantage of it, and if you're careful and you know what you're doing, it can be really strong for you. Uh, if your opponent doesn't know what they're doing, they can play right into your hands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, against someone who knows what they're doing, you know, it's it's a little bit less of an advantage. Um, it's still an it also is. It's still an advantage to a degree because you're playing Sorian and Sorian Exalt, and that's like what sure. they do. And like that Exalt sure. is negated completely by Curiosaurus because you get one free Exalt basically with Curiosaurus that way, because that Amber is going to go to one of the, your opponent's creatures and you're going to take it. Now your opponent might be super suave and be like, "Well, I'm just not going to play creatures." Ha ha ha. That's uh kind of what I had to do a couple of times <laughs> when I play played against Curiosaurus, but like you know, like that's a real like. Like, you know, that's a top-notch move, and that means that you're playing a deck that has a lot of actions that can actually deal with that, right? Like, uh, sure. Which, sure. like, almost everybody plays 15-ish creatures, right? Like, that's, like, kind of the norm. But, like, yeah, there. But yeah. some people do like to play down to 12. Like, you know, I've seen, like, as low as 12, it'd be pretty good, still be pretty good competitively. So, like, um, it just depends, and... Um, I don't know. I just like I said. I yeah. like. I, I put this as number one simply because it changes the way you play the game. It's like quick. It does. It, it does. It, it's definitely a powerful card, right? You know, it's it, the arc score on it on DOK is from zero to five. Yeah. Right. Because uh, it, it really there's depends. Probably some decks where it's not that great, and there's some decks where it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, so. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm not surprised you have on my list. I, I d- it didn't quite make mine, but yeah. it's still very good. It was on the short list. Yeah. And quite honestly, it was originally my number three, and I had Emperor Kiptura number one. But then I was just like, I just, mm. I just think that Curiosaurus. Gotta is, do it. <laughs> I, I just think that Curiosaurus has a bigger, like, like I said, like an effect on the game state and how it's played, and it's like it's just better for messing with your opponent. Like, because uh, mm. like, if you don't know how to play against this card, like you could just shoot yourself in the foot, like pretty, sure. he- pretty heavily. So, um, sure. Now, uh, what it, do you want? Two of them. Yeah definitely you do yeah. okay do you want three of them no never never three okay just because that's too many artifacts or because hey now now you're uh you know you give all your ember to your opponent but then you don't get enough of it back uh both 
Yeah. Okay. Like okay. Uh, th- three is pretty insane. Two is already too yeah. much. Like, and I don't know if I ever actually play two into put two into play. I think one is what you want, but having mm-hmm. two just means you draw it faster. Like, you get it more. Get, you get, get it get more. It it. Okay. Yeah. So like anytime yeah. any great card, I'm good with seeing two of most of the time. Like I feel pretty pretty good. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you get it more often. Yep. Every yep, once yep, in a while, you find a deck like 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 Sin, like that has like four imprinted Mooks and a and a Mimic Gel, and like you're just like, woohoo! This is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but I can make a key for one Amber. Until you, you ain't played Keyforge until you got to do that. I'm telling you, that's make a great. Make a key for one Amber. Yeah. It's okay. a great, it's a great feeling, and then you key charge the same turn for one for uh-huh. two. Amber. Nice. Yeah, nice. Can, I like it. You can I like do, it. You can do that kind of thing in Keyforge. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes a special kind of bad uh, deck that you're playing against, but it works. <laughs> like anybody that leaves you with like a bunch of imprinted removes probably deserves to lose. Ugh. Well, you know, it, I mean, it depends on what other threats you have on the board, right? Like, uh, yeah, but, I guess you, you got all those multiples. Like, but you to get to, do but to get, I'm saying to get to five though, it's like I literally yeah. have to be. Like two houses at least, right? I have to go like sure. no three houses at least three times, three different turns because you'd have to play at least one Mermook and then get into Logos to play the Mimic Gel and then you'd have to come back and drop three more Mermooks or whatever, mm. right? Or two and one and two, whatever. But it's sure, still, sure, it's sure, still, sure. It's still, like three houses, yeah. You got to go across. Now you could hit the key charge on that third turn, but the fourth turn is where you get the real fun, where you get like the, or the you key. let your your goggle die to <laughs> your oh yeah to your. Uh, Fangtooth Cavern. I don't know. <laughs> now you want me? I have to go look at that deck. I haven't looked at it in forever, but I know it has mm-hmm. a bunch of silly things. Yeah, yeah. There's so many decks out there that uh, have like fun little things like that that just I don't know or deserve to be played. That sometimes you know in our race to play like the absolute best decks, uh, sometimes don't get played as much as they should because yeah. they're well, fun. I, they're fun I, little stuff. I mean, like. There's a lot of really good things that come, like in the the like seventy to seventy seven range. Like there's a lot of sure. really good decks, um, that just don't get the play time because people don't feel that they're hyper competitive or that high. Yeah, it, in my uh in my deck I have a Mustic Mermook and four imprinted Mermooks, a Nature's Call, a Key Charge, Fangtooth Cavern. So yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's loaded up pretty pretty heavy, and then I have double Orator Hisaro and Philosophosaur in this deck. Why don't I play this deck more? This deck looks really good. <laughs> it does have Olivia that doesn't do anything, but yeah, see that that is one of the the least exciting Saurian cards. But the thing is, is like when you have like Olivia based deck, it's kind of good, right? So for you guys that don't know, Olivia is like a four-power creature that, like, when you reap with her, you may exalt her. And if you do, each friendly creature's fight effects and reap effects are now fight reap effects. Um, so what that means is um, you need other houses that have, like, a fight or a reap effect to come into a, into play and then use it. Because the reason why she's not great in a lot of decks is because you have Star Alliance that has all those built in together. Most of the... Uh, the, the cards that have like like a fight or a or, or a reap effect have already have both so um she's really hard to find the right nook but like when you get that nook like when you find it it, it becomes really good so yeah but, it, but to ease other house i mean you gotta have a golden spiral which 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 is great right i want golden spirals but like i don't know it's just hard to i don't think there's you... not that many things in Sarian that um I mean, you don't want to fight with your Falafasaurus, right? Maybe you want to reap with your Theos and Turin. Yeah, um, I don't know. But 
Uh, there's gotta be know. there's gotta be stuff, but like the Theo Centurion is already a play fight, so that means your reap yeah. would would come come online. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, he's a staple. I I, I thought about him, but yeah, just, there's too I, many there's other just good so cards. Many good things. The pterodactyl is really good. Like Sex Semper mm-hmm. wasn't even mentioned. Orator yeah. Hisaro is like really good. Like uh-huh. Odak. Like yeah, you could go. I almost on... put Ancient Power on my list. I I really like that one. Yeah, Ancient uh, Power is pretty sweet too. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's going to be it for this podcast, I think. And we're going to be back with you real soon on this Dark Tidings spoiler. We want to get that one out um, relatively shortly. This is going to be a quick turnaround because you guys just now got the Brobnar one. So um, this one will be out um, probably tomorrow. So, like, it should be within a day of you getting the Brobnar one. So, um, sweet. You get a double header, (laughs) I guess, because of my stupidity. Nice. But um, but yeah. So uh, now the homework begins because now I have to go read through all the spoilers. Like I wasn't going yeah. to, but Drasquare really wants to do this uh, dark tithing thing. And I can't. I'm blame, excited about I, it. I can't blame him because uh, the hype is real. They reprinted mm-hmm. Phase Shift. They did. They they reprinted like a lot of good cards. All right, and so this so, is open house. Uh, just open tag- house now. Oh, should we? No reprints, just new cards, right? For top ten. Or should we allow reprints for for? Uh, I mean, is it a dark tidings? Most excited. Is it is it, is it a dark tidings? Dark tidings top ten. Is it a power structure or is it a? Uh, I like this card structure. It's a like card. Is... Card you're most excited about. All right, then we'll keep. I don't it know. To, we'll keep it to new cards, no reprints. New cards. Cards you're most excited about. New cards. That's what we're gonna yeah, do. Yeah. Yep. No. No reprints. Uh, that doesn't matter. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter about power. It just has to go with like ability and like what is happening with the ability right yeah you want it in your deck right you want to you want to do something with it it's hard to tell if it's truly the best card yet but but yeah you want it all right well with that said we'll be back soon with uh dark tidings and uh we'll have some discussion i'm sure it's gonna be great because uh this is one that we haven't really got to look at a lot so we'll see what happens so mm-hmm. this is jupiter from menlius new york checking out and i say catch you on the flip side and this is Drascor. happy forging everyone <laughs>